See what the Bible says here. It says, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. See, see that, that's what I'm going to. He says, the first thing you have to do if you want to become a disciple is that you have to follow. What does come mean? Come means a change of direction. Hey, I was going like this normally. You know, this is me pursuing my dreams. This is me pursuing my dis- desires. This is me pursuing marriage. I'm so into marriage. I'm looking for the guy that's going to marry me. Oh, my, my six-pack. Oh, that knight in the armor. That's what I'm looking for. I'm on this. I, I'm, I'm a married man. I just want to care for my family. Oh, my three kids. I want to really care for them and send them to Spain to school. and want to do holidays in the south of France. And that's wonderful. That's your direction. But just Christ says, if you want to f- come after, if you want to follow me, you must come. Come means a change in direction. I want to go here. He wants me to go there. That's what shows you serious. Question, are you going where the flesh is taking you or you're following the direction of Jesus? Anybody can claim, oh, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> I love Jesus. <laughs> Listen, the love of Jesus will show in a change of direction. The love of Jesus will show in a change of direction. You cannot become deeper in Christ until you follow entirely. The level of following Christ will determine your depth in Christ. It's a come. Question, what area are you struggling with God? What area have you given yourself an excuse that, you know, this is not what God wants for me, but God is touching that area. Is God talking about your priorities, how you place your job and making money above Him? Is God talking about how you place kids above your prayer time? Is God talking about how you place your career above Him? Is that what it means? Is God talking about how you place your uncertainty and fears above Him? The reason why is this. If you place anything above your relationship with God, you've given Satan something that can mess with to distract you. Satan will start playing you. He's going to play you like a toy. You know, you know, you know, you know those things we had when we were younger? Um, they, they call them... Um, they call them, um, I think it was some, some kind of a show. And, and you know, in, in those shows, um, it's puppet show. It's puppet show. You see the puppet going, tum, tum, you know, like that. And they're pulling the strings. When Satan knows that your job is before God, every time he wants to distract you, it touches your job because he knows you can't do anything. When Satan knows that to marry a husband is before God, every time he wants to distract you, it touches the husband. When Satan knows that money is before God, every time he wants to distract you, it touches money because he knows that these are the things you value before God. But what did God himself say? He said, thou shall have no other God beside me. He says, I'm a jealous God. You have nothing. There must be nothing in your heart competing for my space. It's either I'm the Lord of all or I'm the Lord of nothing. And that's you. Because many of us are sharing our hearts with Christ. Christ stays in one pace, then Kairos stays in another place. And I'm not saying career is bad. I'm only saying that Christ is first. Everything comes second. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So he says that if any man will come after me, the next time he says, let him deny, deny himself. That's what I want to say. He says, deny himself. Deny himself says, I'm not priority. Deny himself says, in terms of my relationship with God, I am not priority. Nah, nah, nah. I am not priority. That's what deny. Deny means that whatever I know, uh uh-uh, zero. He says, I deny all the things I want, I unlearn. All the things I know, I unlearn. Paul says, everything I know before, I make dung for the purpose of the high calling. And that's where he starts from. See, we have what I call a selfie generation. What a selfie generation? In the old generations, our father will worship Amadiora, and they will worship Shanghai, and they will worship all these idols. 
but in this generation the idol we worship is, is ourselves it's called the self-idol it's who you are so you hear people say oh this is what i want to do this is what i feel like doing it's about how you feel it's about how you want it it's well, if it's not convenient it's not god and we worship ourselves and god says you cannot know me that way he said the biggest thing i'm going to fight with when it comes to you is that you must deny yourself you must be able to say no to yourself some people say will you fast oh no you know when it comes to fasting i always have pains in my stomach that's why i don't fast do you go to church on sunday no you know i just did church you know in my own way do you read the bible uh, well it gets so boring listen to me a lot of things are boring and useful to your destiny and a lot of things are enjoyable and destructive to your destiny he says if any man will come after me let him deny himself question someone says how do i know if i'm growing in christ are you growing in denial let me say this to you if you are a christian that wants that is growing in christ there are things you cannot say because you are denied there are places you cannot go because you are denied there are movies you cannot watch because you are denied there are ways you cannot spend your money because you are denied there are relationships you cannot have because you're denied if you're a christian and you're able to do everything it shows that you are not growing as a christian because the mark of a growing christian is denial do you know what it means to forgive and not walk in unforgiveness or bitterness that is so difficult sometimes because some people are so mean but because you're a child of god and you understand what it means to be a christian even though it hurts you you deny your feeling and you what you do it you forgive you forgive your husband you forgive your wife you forgive your mother-in-law you forgive your colleague you forgive that pastor that person in church you forgive them and begin to walk towards it many people say i've forgiven but this is how you know if you're forgiven or not this is how you're forgiven every time you think about that person what's the feeling inside is it a pain that something evil should happen to them or it's just a numbness when you forgive that's what you experience a numbness you just become indifferent it could hurt but you wish them well